What's up to all of you guys who are checking in, who are listening to us. My name is Sierra. I am here as always with my husband, Will, on Couple Times Jesus, where we talk about a whole lot of Jesus. If this is your first time tuning in with us, you are in for a treat today. It is very, um, I would say rare, but uh, something new that my husband has been doing is been sharing um, in this three-part series of just some struggles he was going through as a man, um, loving himself through Christ, discovering himself through Christ, and then, you know, me having to discover him through that as well. So you are tuned into part three of that mini-series. And um, if you have been listening to us from day one, as always, Thank you and welcome back. We hope that something is said today and is shared with you today that it uh, really ministers to you and just touches you so that um, you feel empowered to go forth and um, move in that. And so today I am especially excited because we are closing out this mini series that um, my husband, like I said, did feel led to share. And the first two parts were speaking on discovering yourself and discovering your spouse as they discover themselves and helping you guys to identify um, some of those problems that we endured as well. As I mentioned, if you did not check those out, you definitely want to. You do not want to miss out on any episode that has been released because they definitely are coming um, straight from God and what he is placing on our hearts. We pray about these and, um, you know, we really put in the thought and the work and the time to share with you guys. It's not just topics that we just come up with off of a whim. This is actually things that God places on our hearts and conversations that come up between us as husband and wife. And so today we are hitting on loving yourself through Christ. You know, this really rose up because we started to realize what happens when you discover all these things that need to be removed and then you're there left like that blank canvas. You know, you're looking at a bunch of nothing. The question is, can you still love yourself when there's not much to look at? So I want to go ahead and open the mic for Will to share and let's welcome him to do his thing. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. As my wife said, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, Make sure that we start off in prayer and definitely close out in prayer. So let's go ahead and get into it. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, Lord God. Thank you for the opportunity for us to just minister to your people, Lord God. Father God, we invite your Holy Spirit in to be amongst us, Lord God, to flow through us, Lord God. Father God, give us the exact words to say and everything that needs to be said. Let it be said, Lord God. Father God, let your your people have ears to hear, Lord God, and let this resonate with them and in their spirit, Lord God, so we all can continue to grow as one body and to be more like you. We thank you for it now. It's in your son Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So, get right into it. Uh, As my wife talked about going into this last uh, mini-series, it definitely was a good thing, something that was placed on me by God. Um, So, I have to discover myself through Christ. In my mind, I thought, you know, hey, everything was, that was it, and to uh, everything was set, job complete, and if I keep doing this, I'll be good. But my wife asked me a question one day out of the blue and asked, do you love yourself? At first, I was like, what? Like, why are you going to ask me that question? I'm like, yeah, I love myself, <laughs> you know, but um, after that, I was like, okay, that's it, and she she just said, okay. She left it at that and left it alone. But God kept having that replay in my head. And then after the conversation, she and I had really uh, got into a deep uh, discussion and started 
to talk more about the things and it really clicked to me. Um, God was using her words to show me that I had stopped loving myself. And I didn't really understand what God was saying at first and what he meant by loving myself. But I thought I was already doing that. I thought I was already loving myself through the, through the day and day as a man, as a husband. Um, just thought I was just already doing that. I thought I was loving myself and my wife and doing everything right. But I was definitely I was wrong. God told me to look deeper. So I began to ask God to show me. Show me where I'm lacking uh, the love. Show me what, what's going on. So God really exposed me, like really, really showed me how denial I was in. Like I was just, it was a big front that I had out there. And I was like, okay, like what what, what really is going on? And so he asked me, um, he asked me when, I, when was the last time I looked myself in the mirror. And I was like, hmm, when was the last time I actually looked at myself in the mirror? When was the last time I seen Will? And so... And when was the last time I was actually proud of myself? Not just, a, okay, hey, I got my shirt on, call a day, keep it moving. But when was I actually proud? And honestly, it was a long time since I felt that. Like, I was really disappointed and sad because I wasn't proud of myself. I didn't carry the same confidence as I once had. And it was a real eye-opener for me. And it was like, when God really got a hold of me, it was just something serious. It was like, it was something different. And it really brought light to... uh the way people viewed me and even the way my wife looked at me. Like if people didn't, if, if I didn't care about myself, then people didn't care about me. You know, if I came with that same attitude going out there, okay, Hey, you're not loving yourself. You're not walking with that confident. People's going to give me the same thing. This guy, he's not walking with that confidence. He, okay. He don't know what he's talking about. Brush off what I'm talking, brush off the things that I'm trying to say or trying to get across people at my job. Oh, he's too quiet. He's not asserting himself. He's not taking initiative. And to me, I'm like, no, I'm doing all that. I'm going out there on the limb. I'm I'm that man. But it was all denial. It was like I was walking and doing the things and feeling like I'm doing it. But, well, let me take that back. It was all the things that was in my mind thinking that I was doing it. But in the actions, it wasn't showing. It wasn't reflecting the same way. And it, it goes to the same part where it's like not carrying myself as a godly man. Okay, then that opened up doors for the enemy to attack my manhood to show like, okay, hey, you're not, you're not being the head of the house, or you're not walking with that assertiveness, that aggressiveness when it comes down to your dreams, your wife dreams, your family dreams. It was, it was just playing a lot of a, a lot of different roles in that, and so as my wife started to uh, tell me about it, like she would tell me, okay, hey, baby, you like you lost yourself, like you lost your confidence along the way and I was like no I think I'm the same I feel like I'm I'm the same will that you married I'm the same and to me I felt that I kind of felt the same but my wife being my spouse she was able to see that she was able to see that no something changed like you're not you're not as confident when I look at these pictures when I look at these videos you're walking with a different type of confidence but now you're walking like oh you ain't trying to take no pictures you ain't you're not proud of yourself you're not really you know, enjoying who Will is, you're not really being who God called you to be. So when I started to really hone in on that uh, and really just seeking God and asking God, okay, well, like, what is it? And God was just like, it's the love. You're not loving yourself. And so I really had, I had to walk in the mirror. I had to walk in the bathroom, look myself in the mirror. And I sat there for a second. I sat there and I was like looking at myself and I was like, man, like Will, where, where, where did you go? 
where did you go in all of this? And it was because throughout the whole entire journey of walking through Christ, discovering myself, discovering my wife, we were discovering all these things. Throughout that journey, it was that I dropped off my confidence and I didn't pick up a new one. I left that I left some I left something and didn't pick up something in return. And so uh God brought this scripture to me of Ephesians five, verse twenty eight through twenty nine, and it says, In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And so I was like, Ooh, I I'm not even loving myself, so how am I even loving my wife? And it started to trickle down because I'm not loving you. That means something else not, something being neglected, something being neglected for the, the children. And it, it just really started to hold in just on my character by itself. It was just, if I'm the head of the house, then where where the the leadership being, where the pouring, pouring out being really... And so it really started to take a hold of it. Um, And that's where, you know, I kind of want to chime in a little bit because I think sometimes we think, like you said, well, I'm showing all the actions of love as far as like I'm hugging and I'm kissing and I'm telling my wife I love her. But when you talked about loving yourself as though, you know, um, let me get back to that scripture you were reading is they ought to love their wives the same way as they love their own bodies is like for me when I look at that scripture it even goes down to the the physicality of it it goes into if you're not holding yourself accountable if you're not getting up on time if you're not holding yourself you know to the to the standard of what the goals that you have or the word that you give yourself if you're not keeping your word to yourself then it's like it's going to trickle down from the head because then everything else in the house is going to be held to that standard. And so that to me, that's also what it means of, you know, loving your wife as though you love yourself is saying, okay, I care enough about myself that I want my wife to care about the stuff that she she has in her heart and passionate about getting up on time goals that she's setting for herself routines and the consistency because if you're like ah oh, whatever i'll get up when i get up and i'll do this whenever I, then if i am coming to you like babe okay i want to lose this amount of weight and this is my goal and you're like okay babe cool i love you hey i love you how you are i support you whatever you want to do yeah on the saying that thing saying that seems as though well i love her i'm supporting her but it's like, no, because then when I'm not doing that, if you're just still allowing me to operate in the not doing that and the mm-hmm. laziness, mm-hmm. that trickles because you're not holding yourself accountable mm-hmm. and you're not loving yourself. If, if that kind of makes sense of yeah. what I'm saying is it, it does come from what you exhibit because, mm-hmm. yes, I should hold myself to a standard, but that's a part of a team. That's why God says two is better than one. Yeah. Because when one falls, the other one can pick pick them up. And so when I'm down and I'm like, man, I'm tired of working out. I can't do another set. It's like if you have the mentality for yourself as though, okay, babe, it's all good. Don't worry about it. It's okay. 
then that's going to that's going to automatically be pushed off on me because then I'm it's easy for my flesh to just be like, "Okay, yeah, you right. Yeah, we done. We done." Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's it. I did 6 minute workout. I'm yeah. good. But that's not going to help me get to my goal. And that's what, you know, I I really think that that mean that that shows or enlightens even more is just that, you know, Jesus it says just as Christ cares for the church, he cares so much. He gave his life, his life for it. He cares so much that he traveled, he endured, it, it, he, no days off, you know? Yeah. And so that's the same hunger. And like you were talking about earlier, you mentioned the aggression. That That's the same hunger and the aggression that has to come from the inside. And so as you were talking, it was one question that I wanted to ask you because I, I know that it can kind of get uh, just like a, a, a little blurred line of then, okay, if I think I have the confidence and I think I love myself and that what you said, you kept saying that you thought you were, then where was that confidence coming from? The confidence was based on the outer appearance, especially coming from my past. It was, I was able to get the clothes, dress nice, um, you know, put on the latest things. And whether it got to social media, people get feeding into me saying, oh, you look nice and all these things. But it was just the outer appearance. And it was like, okay, well, that's where the confidence comes from. This, all this stuff. But when God stripped that away, it's like, now where did where that confidence come from? Mm-hmm. Where Where is, where those you know, that uh, excitement coming from, where that joy coming from? And I was like, oop. Uh. <laughs> and, I, and, <laughs> and then I, I oop. <laughs> and I was like, well, where, where is it? And so that's where you started seeing me walking around more. It was, all right, you know, I'm just throw something on, call it a day. You know, I'm be modest. I ain't going to really, you know, show too much love, for, like, show too much of, I guess, of will. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't feeding into will, basically. I wasn't feeding that love into will. I wasn't, okay, hey, let me dress nice. Let me put on things. And I'm not saying dress nice as like, okay, let me go out there and get the fa- flashiest and most expensive things. No, but it's more so, hey, I'm present- <laughs> presenting myself to God each and every day. That well, you were out. trying not to be conceited, but that's where it kind of got to the extreme of there's a difference between the conceitedness and the confidence. Confident. Yep. So... You drop the com- the conceited, but you mistaken that for the confidence mm-hmm. as well. And that's the part, you know, that um, when you were sharing that with me, the first thing that that God had, uh, that's why God had me ask you that question was, okay, where was the confidence coming from? And it's because, you know, I think people think, okay, well, I'm working out, I'm eating healthy, you know, I'm going to the spa, I'm getting facials, I'm take like literally think that they're taking care of so because they think they're taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. that they love themselves. And for me, that's completely different. Yeah. And so God showed me the scripture, Romans 14, um, 17 through 18 in the message translation, and it says God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. Do that and you'll kill two birds with one stone, pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to the people around you. And so 
what that showed me was is that like i said we think because we're eating healthy we're working out we're taking care of ourselves that we love ourselves but god god showed me that happiness and joy are two completely different things Mm -hmm. happiness is an emotion and happiness can come and go sometimes you're happy sometimes you had you bad (laughs) sometimes you're sad but joy is what god gives you joy is a fruit of the spirit Mm -hmm. it's not an emotion when God, there's certain scriptures when God's like, consider it pure joy. Do not be discouraged. Like these are commands that he gives when he speaks the word joy. And it says, and God does this with your life as he sets it right, put it together and completes it with joy. So if you do not have joy in what God is calling you to do, who God is calling you to be, God can take all these things away. But if you don't have now the joy in who you are, you will look at yourself like, I'm just nobody. It's okay. Uh, nope, I'm not I'm not going to worry about my clothes. The Bible say don't worry about my clothes. I'm not going to worry about how I look. No. You know, that that then becomes the the other extreme mm-hmm. of now you're not walking in that God-fidence, that God kind of confidence yep. in yourself because we still carry ourselves to to a certain standard of God's reverence. Yeah. And because if I'm created in God's image mm-hmm. and I know how regal God is and all the richness and the colors and the jewels and the, you know, um the artwork, the artistry of God and how he explains his word and how colorful that is, you know, then it's like like we said, you, you begin to just walk in, you, it, it's, it's <clears throat> trying to get the wording just right. It's almost like God's word then becomes condemning mm. and no longer is convicting and shaping that. And so God is not a condemning God, you know? And so, um, what it showed me is that if those are our motives and our adornment is from the outside, what happens when people don't praise us according to how hard we work? What happens when they don't get as excited for our achievements? You know, a person could lose 150 pounds and really be that big and lose 150 pounds and they only did it because they wanted to see that number on a scale. They only did it because they wanted to have other people be like, dang, you really lost a lot of weight. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. But what happens when people are like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, they nonchalant. Yeah, they hit you with the, that's what's up. you like, what? Yeah, I just did all this. You ain't going to acknowledge it. You yeah. Give me a, you know, stand ovation it's or like, nothing. It's like, oh, okay, that's awesome. It's because your motive was wrong. So now you, you had happiness in that, but you didn't have joy. You didn't have peace. And then secondly, it it brought to my attention is it's so easy to get lost in how we think God wants us to be that we start to walk outside of his will because we're doing it for the appearance of having God's glory, but it's really for our own. We do it because we're like, oh, this going to make me look more like God. This going to make this is exactly how God wants me to be. And we assume so we start walking ahead of Christ instead of with Christ. But God says that his grace is sufficient. We do not sin so that grace may abound, but we know that we are set free from that old law. 
And that's kind of what I was sharing with you earlier or when you first had said this to me because, you know, that, that was the first time I had even, I did it. When I asked you the question of did you love yourself and you said, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I ain't, finna, I ain't even finna press. Yeah, that, was I was like, oh, that was it. Even for myself, I was like, oh, yeah, right, that's it. was it. dead on it. But I knew in my spirit because of your actions that something perfect. wasn't lining up. Mm-hmm. And so what God was starting to show me was is that the old law was eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Like the people who stole, they cut the hands off. The people who looked lustfully, they cut the eye out. People who spoke ill or blasphemy, they cut the tongue out. But God is, is the reason why Jesus Christ came is because he freed us from that old law. So spiritually, it was as though you had all these things cut off of you, all this sin cut off of you, and you were walking around with the limp. You were walking around with one hand and one eye, barely being, and God, and it, God showed me, he's like, somewhere along the way, Will is not, he, he dropped those things off or got those things removed, but now he did not pick up the armor of the Lord and walk in the freedom that comes with God's grace and his mercies that is renewed every single day, according to his word. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and then as you had said that, even started to think about how I was doing the things because God's words already says we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So at those times, I was like, all right, well, I ain't internally. I was like, I ain't arrived. I ain't, you know, mentioning the word this way. I ain't, you know, as well spoken as this person is. And so it was like an internal battle that was just also praying how I talked about earlier about the attack of the enemy when you're, you know, not walking in that confidence that the enemy will start to try to attack at those small, like, insecurities or the small little non-confident parts of it. That's so good. And so I was like, all right, well, and it started to dim my own light. But God was like, no, when you find that strength and that confidence in me, then you will have that reflection of him. So it was like, all right, God. And so now as I look at it, it ignited a new fire in me. It ignited that that hunger in me to be, okay, God, you know where I'm at. You know, sometimes that's where we got to be realistic. God God knows our heart. He knows where we're at in our walk as well, you know, and to love ourselves through every last journey, every last step because he's there with us. You know, as you said, baby, it's those walking with Christ, not ahead of Christ, you know, and he's with us. And so as I started to understand that God is, He's with me through every part. Okay, God, I'm working on it. You know, if I'm like, all right, hey, I'm gonna start getting up at five o'clock each morning, and cool, that first day I don't get it. I don't, I don't get up to six thirty. All right, well, hey, that's another, that's an hour and a half closer to that five, that five o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's working towards it. But God sees the heart and see the mode that you're trying to get closer to Him. You're working to be more Christ-like. You're working to be, you know who he called you to be, but you're walking in that confident as you do it. It's not walking in that, that shame or walking in beating, beating yourself up that you, okay, I ain't wake up at five o'clock. Well, forget it. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do it no more. I ain't gonna tempt it no more. Yeah. And so, you know, I really wanted to, uh, speak on that as well as encouragement, because like you said, it is so easy for us to look at what everybody else is doing and start setting these goals for ourselves. And they may be good goals, but because, is something that we set for ourselves, and it's not really something that 
God set for us. And then if it is something that God set for us and then we're still, everyone else is being able to achieve it and we're not able to achieve it to mm-hmm. that level. Like you said, we will, we will look at the, okay, I didn't wake up at five. I'm done. That's it. Instead of, okay, you know what? The next day. Okay. I, I got up at five, but I went and I laid on the couch downstairs. I didn't, I didn't start praying or I didn't start working out. Okay. You know, the next day, okay, I got up at five and I was only able to do a 10 minute workout and I went back and I laid back down. Those are still steps. Mm -hmm. However, I did hear you say, you know, well, God knows my heart. And it's so, and I'm not saying this to you, I'm saying this in the past because I was this person that said that a lot. It is so easy for us to get stuck in that. Yeah. Yes. If you hear God knows my heart and you don't think God really knows my heart, that doesn't motivate you to now, then if that's the case, I really need to get it together. And you're just using that as a crutch that you will never grow. There will never be transition because you will consistently think, okay, well, God knows my heart. Well, God knows my heart. I ain't changed because that, that's just who I am. God know my heart. That's the difference, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. God does know your heart. Yeah. And that should motivate you to want to get closer to him and do things differently and do things the way he wants you to do them. Mm-hmm. Because he's the only person that can see that. And so like you've been saying, that's where it, it takes you coming out of that denial and really seeing that for yourself. But... Like you said, not beating yourself up when you have not all the way arrived because that is why we have Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because he He literally, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I know it's something that, you know, I brought into our marriage that God um, showed me as a young child. This is just a prayer that I started to pray for my, by myself. And, you know, I, I, it was something that I brought into our marriage that we now say together when we pray is, Father, forgive me for those things that I know. Father, forgive me for what I've done knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive me for the sins that I've done knowingly and unknowingly. Because sometimes we do do things and we don't know that we've done them. Mm-hmm. I could sin against you and you could be an offense and I may not even know it and vice versa. Yep. We're not perfect. None of us are. But we strive to be like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. When we cannot outdo him. None of us, none of us gonna get on the cross. That's exactly why Jesus Christ was was God brought Himself down in Jesus form. I mean, you know, in human flesh. Yeah, yes. And he, Jesus is the Son. He was chosen for that because I know it would couldn't have been who y'all finna put me on what because of y'all. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> right. A lot of us don't even like taking the blame for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so you know. Just realizing that you don't have to outdo Christ. You yeah. do life with him. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And, you know, that brings to another scripture that uh, comes to mind is Romans eight twenty six. It's in the uh, Passion Translation. And it says, in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human uh, frailty to empower <laughs> To power us in our weakness. For example, at times when we don't even know how to pray or the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up, rises up within us, super super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. So, when I look, when I first read the scripture, I was like, okay, you know, 
as God started talking to me about loving myself, I didn't know where to come to, you know, and this goes for any part of, you know, what, what you're feeling or what you may be going through. I didn't know where to, to like kind of turn to, but the Holy Spirit interceded on my behalf of, okay, hey, these are some things you need to pray for. These are some things to identify. And surely that's what God was like. When last time you looked in the mirror, when last time, you know, you started to uh, embrace yourself, walk in that confidence. When last time you started to just, hey, laugh at yourself sometimes. Okay. Now that's what God, that's what the Holy Spirit started working and started showing me. Okay. Now these are some things I need to, to fix. These are some things I need to, you know, identify. And then the word frailty means weakness in character or morals. And so I was like, okay, that, that goes for in the bigger realm for myself. It was like, okay, Hey, that was a weakness in my character. That confidence was a weakness for me, and I did not know how to address it. But God and the Holy the Holy Spirit helped me to address those things, to really, okay, Lord, well, now I know that your word says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, but I know that I am also made in your image. I know that I'm not a fault. I know that you made me so perfectly just as a resemblance of you, so I can walk in that abundantly, abundantly. And I could walk confident. I could walk and be bold. But I know that I have you. I know that you are right there to protect me, to guide me. And I'm not here by myself. And so that just reminded me of just to allow the Holy Spirit to flow. Allow the Holy Spirit to to mold you, to to direct you. You know, don't don't feel that you're out there by yourself. Don't feel that, you know, you're isolated because that's the devil MO. The devil wants you to be isolated. He wants your, your mind to go into... Uh, a seclusion to where it's just just that you know by yourself it's just uh, I mean I literally just love God and I love God's word because that's my first time actually ever seeing that scripture and you know I get a lot of people all the time who think I know a lot of scripture and compared to where I used to be yes I do know a lot of scripture however it didn't come from me opening up the bible and just literally every single day memorizing no it's when I spend time with God, I then meditate on that word. I then, if it resonates with me and it's a rhema word for me and it really hits my spirit, then, you know, I hold on to that. And this scripture really just, I feel like marked me and really something that I'm, I, I will not forget because it's especially something that I went through and then something I know a lot of my friends are going through. The enemy definitely will always try to attack you on prayer. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that that it your prayer life is how you fight battles. It's how you hear from God. It's that intimate time. It's the time that you grow. Prayer yeah. changes things. Yeah. And so when it says that you don't even know how to pray or even know the best things to ask for, that the Holy Spirit rises up in us and super intercedes. Intercession means he comes in on our behalf. It means we just step back and all he do is just step up mm-hmm. and starts pleading to God, pleading to God, begging to God, requesting from God with emotional sighs too deep for words. That's, that's when you, man, that's when you start seeing people speak in tongues and, you know, really have this intimate language with God. And a lot of my friends, you know, ask how to, how can they do that or don't understand, you know, um, well, they think they don't pray good. I tell people prayer is not a competition. It is a conversation with God. Yes. Yes. I could be having a conversation right now 
God, I just do not understand. Like, I'm serious. Like, this is what's happening, but this is what your word says. And even if I can't exactly say what the word says, but I'm like, I know this ain't a spirit from you. Now, what's going on? That's prayer because I'm in conversation with God. God. I'm riding in my car. And then he said, and then I said, you know what, God? No, no, I I can't believe they said that to me. I'm having a car. It's like, 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 literally like he's just there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it goes to show you don't always have to have the words to say. You don't always have to have if know it all because the Holy Spirit will rise up mm-hmm. and super intercede. Like you said, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to move, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that that really ties us all back into learning how to love yourself through Christ because you realize that you're not going to have it all. You're not going to know it all when you accept that and you lose those things and, or God takes strips those things and takes those things away. The, the things that you think you can have control over. Well, I can have control over how I look. I can have control over, you know, who I hang out with. I can have control over what makes me happy. And God's like, nah, I'm going to take all of that away. And I'm going to put you in a corner by yourself, literally, almost spiritually, put you in a corner by yourself. And now you're like, okay, well, now I got to pick up these pieces to figure out who I am. When you don't know those things, like it said, you don't know what to ask for. You don't know how to pray. Let the Holy Spirit guide and lead you. Follow God, not let me just step, step where he, no, follow his word. Mm -hmm. Use it as instructions. And then realize that it says in our human frailty, we already know the flesh is weak. Indeed. And our character and our morals, if we do not have God, are all jacked up. So then it says, let the Holy Spirit take hold of you. Or the Holy Spirit does take hold of you, but you have to allow that. Mm -hmm. All God needs is a willing body. That's it. I was telling um, you the other day that when, when Jesus went up and asked Peter, can he get in the boat? Peter could have easily been like, who? Nah, bro. Yeah. I'm good. Not my boat. You a stranger. <laughs> Jesus was a stranger to him at that time. But Peter said, yes. That willingness. All you have to do is be willing to let God use you mm-hmm. and then be obedient. Yes. The willingness and the obedience, but the willingness has to be there. So you're not going to have it all figured out. You're not going to know everything, but you have to love yourself in that process. The way God loves you, the way God calls you to love yourself. Because if not, like you were saying earlier, you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. That's so good. And just remember that, you know, this is not a 40 yard dash. This is a marathon that we run in. You know, with Christ, we're, we're and each step of the way, you know, Christ's grace, the grace is sufficient enough. So we are able to reflect. We're able to grow. We're able to, you know, cut out these old habits. You know, thank God that he's allowing us to do these things. But it's just every step of the way is just growth. And so as you continue to grow, that's just more glory to God. That's just more glory to God. Because at the end of the day, it, you can do it by yourself. So... I just encourage you guys that you even look at the transition you're in right now or what you're going through right now. 
just take a step back and re- reflect on the growth. Reflect on the things that you was able to do, mm-hmm. and thank God for that 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 love and that grace that you you're where you're at right now. Because we forget that sometimes we forget because we haven't got to the end of the road. We haven't got to that success yet. That we just forgot all the things that God has done, all the grace and the love, and the mercy that He's given us through all of it. So it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's pause sometimes. That's you know? good. So. Well, I say we just go ahead and close on out. I don't want to add or take anything away to the Holy Spirit and what God is doing. Um, you know, that's not our MO. And so this just will be a short episode, yeah. but it was something that needed to be said and shared. And so. For sure. For yeah. sure. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this podcast. We thank you for your Holy Spirit just flowing through us today, Lord. Father God, we thank you for our audience. Thank you for them for tuning in just to hear your word. Father God, we ask that the Holy that your word just continue to just be in their soft ears, Lord God. Medi- meditate in their hearts, Lord God. And Father God, whatever they may be uh dealing with, Lord God, that you identify that, you you illuminate that so they can see it, Lord God, and that they could walk in that love and that confidence, Lord God, that you have placed in them, Lord. Father God, use them, Lord. Rise, rise, let them rise up and to that calling that you have for them, Lord God. Let them not dim their light for any any person, Lord God, but continue to be that man, that woman, that husband, or that wife, Lord God, that you called them to be, that brother, that sister, Lord God, that you called them to be, Lord God, and to follow in those footsteps, Lord God, to know that it's you that is leading them, Lord God. Father God, I thank you for it. I thank you for all that you're doing, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I just thank you, Father. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this podcast. Allow us to continue to just minister your word and allow the people that who's hearing this word to go out and do the same as well. Father God, we praise you. We honor you. We give you glory. It's in your son, Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Um, I know before you started praying, God wanted me to share um, something that he has just been teaching me along the way is not every time does he change your situation. A lot of times he changes your perspective and Mm. it's so easy for us to look at the things that we've gone through or where we are and look at all the things we didn't do Mm. because that's what the enemy wants us wants to highlight is our failures. The things, the things that we didn't do, the things that didn't go right, the doors that didn't open. Come on now. But God wants us to look at the things we did do the things he did allow, the things, you know, we did accomplish in the doors we did walk through because a lot of times when a door is shut, we think, okay, that's the enemy. I I don't need to walk through that door. And then sometimes there's doors open and we think, okay, that's the door is open. That's, that's where God wants us to No, We have to test every spirit. We have to trust God in every process and you'll know God gives you a word that you stand firm on mm-hmm. when you have to think, I think God, or I, I believe. God. No, you know, you'll know. It says we will know by, by the fruit. We'll know his voice. And so I know God wanted me to share that because like I said, it is so easy for us to beat ourselves up and focus on the things that we have not accomplished and the things we have not done. But take a step back and look at, look spiritually with the glass half full. Look spiritually at the things you have, because I know you may not have exactly everything that you want right now, but you might not be equipped or ready to, to, to hold on to that blessing or to handle that blessing. 
And so I, I, I really just wanted to share that. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's so going to peace of God, going to love of God. We love y'all and yes, yes, stay tuned. We love we'll be you back. Guys.